we'll just start recording now and just see what happens then. Yeah. I'm going to sit back like this, like a fat old man. I hate it. I hate it. Sit up and pay attention to me. <laughs> I <laughs> um, Let's start. Let's just introduce this episode because okay. I already okay. am in it now. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm uh, I'm not sorry. Introduce the okay. episode. I, I was just going to ask, like, I'm not going to mansplain to you the apologies. Are you really just, sorry? Do you really want to be sorry? No. Like, you don't have to be sorry. No. Don't be sorry. I'm not sorry. Okay. I'm, okay. I, okay. I'm not sorry for anything, in fact. Good. Okay. Great. Yeah. I get to I get to introduce the episode. Why am I in charge? Hold on a minute. Let's I don't know. Let's be hang real. on. Hang on. You know what? Why are you in charge? I don't know, man. The energy this of this week in particular is already. <laughs> oh my okay. god. I'm bringing the energy of Ted Lasso on my shirt. So I'm hoping to temper a little bit of Thank this, god. but really, probably not, because I'm pretty fucking pissed too. So Let's do this. We're bringing the energy of Ted Lasso in a panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I'm bringing the energy of Roy fucking Kent to this episode because I'm so angry right now at the world around us, mm-hmm. both personally and more corporately. I am just. All right. So so this episode introduction is just basically this. We're taking a break. That's it. We're taking a break. We sound like people who need to take a break. We are we, we are taking hang on, we're gonna talk about this after the music plays. We are but stick around for the music because um we'll stick around after the music. Don't stick around just for the music. I mean stick around hopefully. after the music because we want to tell you that we are taking a little bit of a break from this podcast. We are not done with this podcast. We'll be back. And also we are not taking a break from the things that we are angry about. So obviously we we were already into the episode, but we probably should warn people we're probably going to swear this time. Yeah. Look, my yeah. my social media says some of my social media profiles say I love Jesus and I love to swear a little bit. It's just true, and this is how I'm made. Um, yeah. And I try not to swear so much, but I when I have nothing else to hold it in, I, I have to anyway. So Kim, yeah. we're we're calling this our our summer hiatus announcement. Mm-hmm. We're going to take the summer off, mm-hmm. right? From this podcast, as you said in the intro. From this podcast, yeah. But not from life, not from fighting the fights. Um, no. Why are, we, why are we taking a break? Well, we were originally, up until Monday evening, taking a break because I'm going to go on a train. I'm going to Disney World. I'm going on a two-week train ride around the country. Which, by the I'm way. going to Portland. I, yeah. My apologies. But by the way, you're going to Disney World. You live in Disneyland. I know, but I've never been to you- Disney World. So you're now taking that love of Disneyland and going to the Disney World, the like the the, the multiverse of Disney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How ex- yeah. how how excited are you? Twelve out of ten. Nice. Twelve out of ten. I'm not so even excited. 11. Not even. You're beyond Spinal not Tap. Not an eleven. Awesome. No, we're not Spinal Tap because I don't know that reference. All the way to twelve. <laughs> twelve out of ten. Oh. <laughs> oh, did I give you something else to be mad about? Do you want to um, mansplain movies to me? No, no, I no. Would. I'm excited. Um, I've never been to Disney World. I'm very excited about that. I'm excited for just like a lovely week with um, my friends, mm. who I see all the time anyway, but like it's going to be lovely because we'll be out of state. It's traveling. Yeah, it's traveling. It's traveling. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Um, I'm, I'm excited to, uh, yeah, I'm just very, very excited to like eat great food. Drink cool drinks, 
ride some rides and just have an otherwise relaxing time. And I have, um, as you know, as some of our listeners know, what I like to do is pack 27 hours into 24. So right. I have, yeah. So I've scheduled all of my, like every work thing I've pre-scheduled so that I'm actually going to take a full Saturday to Saturday week off. Mm. Very proud of myself. Very important. I'm, Rest is just as important as the work. And I'm like, that. that's yeah. th- that's real. Like this, yeah. you know, this is not going to be a restful week. This is going to be a wild week, but it's going to be fun. <laughs> and the rest is as important as the work. Yes. Awesome. Thank you for, thank you for reminding us of that. Yeah. Um, and then I'll cause a couple of the trips this summer, other stuff to do, and then other projects. Mm-hmm. And then also. Yeah, we thought this will be Monday like, happened. let's just... Yeah, I was like, let's take some time off because like you've got stuff going on. I've got stuff going on. I want to, you know, we want to make sure the show gets put out regularly. So if we're going to take a break, let's really take a a thoughtful break Um, instead of like, oh, whoops, we just don't have time. And then and then last Monday happened. I can't believe it's been more than a week, actually. Like I said Monday and I just realized it's actually been a um, week and a day. Um, yeah, so, so we are recording this, um, a week after the row opinion leaked broke, um, you know, the leak, the real problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, because it wasn't, you know, a, a conservative judge's office who leaked it in order to drum up the base and drum up anger that that probably wouldn't happen. It had to be one of the liberals that did it. It's totally, obviously. this is just to get the, I, you know, first of all, I don't, and again, I, I do care about the leak. In, in like, you know, just kind of, hey, we should not do this kind of a thing. I don't care about the leak. Um, anybody who thought that Roe would not be overturned next month, June, July, whenever this opinion actually formally comes out, um, wasn't paying attention. And I'm not faulting anybody for that, but I'm just saying this for those of us who have been paying attention to that. This has been in the works. This ha- this is the reason that we have the the justices that we have on the court. This court is a pro birth court. They're not pro life. They are pro birth. This Roe opinion was always going to happen. They were always going to overturn Roe. That was always the point of the court, for multiple reasons, including the fact that the court very very rarely rules in favor of. Somebody who is, um, they they rule. They are pro corporations. They are pro yes. money. And these are all the things. Like this row opinion: rich white women are never going to have a problem getting an abortion. This court now is going to force anybody with a uterus to have a baby. And now we're looking at states that are trying to make IUDs illegal. They're trying to say that that is the same thing as an abortion. They're trying to say that an ectopic pregnancy, having an abortion because of that, is is yeah. murder. That No. No. If you force a person with a uterus to continue on with their ectopic pregnancy, that is state-sanctioned murder because it can be deadly to the person. That baby cannot survive. That's not a baby. That is a, a medical problem. And the range of emotions that I've gone through for a little robot 
that is just becoming sentient in this last um, week and change has been genuinely shocking to me because I knew that this opinion was coming. I have not been surprised at all. I also have been heartbroken and furious and every other emotion to be reminded that I live in a country that values my uterus until it is no longer useful. It does not value me beyond the fact that I have a uterus. It won't put me in the Constitution. They will not protect my rights in any other way. If I am raped, I still have to carry that baby and that trauma for the rest of my life. Have, being pregnant is not nothing. It's not nothing. And when I have to hear Amy Coney Barrett tell me that you can just give it up for adoption. Okay, sure. Fuck you. Fuck you. Get all the way bent. That's not... It, it is state-sanctioned torture. If you have been... I have, to be clear, have never been pregnant. But I am a person with a uterus who has a lot of friends who have been pregnant and have had babies. And every single one of us, by the way, knows somebody who also has had an abortion. Just want to be clear about that. And this feels a lot like, oh, well, I know a woman, so I'm, you know, thoughts and prayers. <laughs> um, that's not what this, it's not like, well, you know somebody who has had an abortion, so you should, you know, care about this. It's to remind you that this is super fucking common. And it happens a lot. And it's, it, it's the idea of like injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. It doesn't matter yeah. why they're having an abortion. Yeah. They get to have one. They should be able to have one. It should be their Abortion is health care. It should mm. be your choice. And fuck, it. first of all, every single, every single senator, elected, anybody, actually anybody who has this ability to make words form in their brain, come out their, any language, come out their mouth, come out their hands, come out their, anything. To tell me that it is, their choice to not get the fucking vaccine, to not get the COVID vaccine, but also has the gall to tell me that if I were to get pregnant and wanted an abortion, I could not get one. No, no. Yep. The fucking audacity of Ted Cruz to have tweeted, my body, my choice about the vaccine. No. You ding dong. If you're Ted Cruz, I realize. You, you're deeply great, ingrained with like a hatred towards yourself that like you should get therapy for and your therapist will be like, oh no. And then your therapist has to get therapy and then it's a whole thing. I understand that. Um, and your barber is a Democrat just based on your general look. Uh, <laughs> my body, my choice. Fuck you. Don't ever, no. And anybody who is hearing this right now and being like, can she let Dan talk? And also, I mean, like, um, I, I want abortion to be outlawed. I disagree. But the great and bummer thing about living in a quote unquote free country, which, uh, you know, it's a great idea. If only if only wishing made it so um, is that you get to have your thoughts and I get to have my thoughts and we can disagree on that. But what I want to remind you is that it does not stop at abortion. If you look at the language inside the opinion, this is not abortion. 
This is abortion and. This is abortion and same-sex marriage. This is abortion and schools. This is abortion and interracial marriage. Oh, this yeah. is abortion and voting rights. This is not their end game. This is just the next step. Mm-hmm. When, when you're quoting laws from the 1600s written by men who witch hunt murdered humans and considered women a piece of property who could not have any rights. If that's your originalist move, you need to go start your own country and do your own thing and and do it with Ted Cruz. Cause get the fuck out. Yeah. I, I just, uh, you know, look, I, I think we, we probably you and I and many others could probably agree that sure. We'd like to see overall fewer abortions because you know, like life is mostly good, but we don't want to see it be forced. Right. If we want, if, if we want to see, Overall, fewer abortions, healthcare, sex ed, contraception, and then not telling women that they can't get them, giving them every uh, uh, early um, childcare, universal healthcare, all these things, these progressive ideas that we want to be able to actually take care of. I don't know, pro life. It's a fucking shocker. Like you said, they're pro birth. They are not pro life. You want pro life? Let's talk about all those other things then, also. Not just having the baby and then good luck to you. It's not how this goes. We, we talk about those other things. Now, it has been proven we will see fewer abortions because we are going to have fewer pregnancies, other issues. Like, it's, it's, it's going to be better for us. And, and by the way, let me just say, I know that we talked about this before, so I want to recognize this. It isn't even really about necessarily fewer abortions. It's about actually giving a shit about life. Let women yeah, make choices thing, about like, their health care. Yeah. Period. Period. Yep. Just done. Just fucking done. I, I don't yeah. even, I did in this last episode that we talked about this, say, I agree. Fewer abortions. Now I want to say, you know what? I want, I, I don't actually know that I care about the number of, like seeing that number go down. I think anybody, what I want to see is anybody who wants to have an abortion be able to have it. I don't need to see fewer abortions because I don't need to know anybody's reason for having one. That's a good point. When I, when I say I understand that it's, what you're saying and I'm not saying you're wrong. I just like, and I'll be honest, by the time I edit this episode, five minutes after we're done, I don't know that I'm going to feel the same way. But right now sure. in that moment, in, in this exact moment, that's how I feel. I think I, you don't need my validation, but I absolutely understand what you're saying. And, and I actually, and actually, I do agree with you. It's not my business, you know, but for those yeah. who do say like, well, you know, what about the voice of the child? All this other stuff. Like I, I hear where you're coming from and I want fewer abortions too, but I want to get there not through telling other humans how to take care of their bodies. Cause guess what? It is their body. It is. Yes. There's another life that could be beginning in there, but it also is their body. Get the, mm-hmm. get out. Care about my life. Care about yeah. my voice. I understand. Yeah. Okay, then care, care about the, the unborn child. Fine, whatever. Fucking care about me. And also, understand how convenient. science works. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Understand how science works, too. Because um, at the point of conception, that's not a I baby don't yet. Underst- I- that's not how that works. It's a weak, you dinkuses. If you fucking understand, if you cannot understand the 
bare, bare minimum of how anybody with a uterus's body works and how it all comes together, you cannot be writing legislation about this. Yeah. Period. So needless to say, you're taking some some time to probably work on a project to help fix this. I'm going to just go walk something. around for a while. <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to Australia and I'm going on a walkabout. I clearly yeah. need some time. Can I tell you, um, I want to, um, so on my way into work on Tuesday morning, Tuesday afternoon, um, humble brag, I do go into work at one o'clock. Yeah, like but then you work adult. until like midnight or some shit, so. Yeah, well, depending. Some days. Um, yeah. Some days. Some days I work until five. I work at home some in the morning. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is this. Um, so I'm driving to work. I'm already fired up. I literally was like Tuesday morning, Monday night, the news came out. And I, I was in shock, genuinely in shock. I just kind of was like, yeah, I knew. Yeah, I knew this was coming. And um, I didn't realize that I was in shock until Tuesday morning. I woke up and had emotions about it. And then I was like, oh, I think I was just in shock on Monday to just see it. Knew it was coming to just see it sucks. Yep. Tuesday, I wake up. I literally was Googling flights to DC. And then somebody texted me with a work question. I was like, oh, I have a job. They expect <laughs> me to be there. And then I also was like, yeah. I, they would respect me so hard if I was like, I'm not coming in this week. I'm in DC. Um, but then I also was like, what will I do in DC? Walk around? Yeah, <laughs> Get some right. lunch at Founding Fathers? Like, right. Or Founding Farmers? Like, no, what am I doing? I, I went to work. Yeah. <laughs> um, but on my, so on my way into work, I we talk politics a lot in the office, but I just was not ready to have this conversation um, at work kind of period. And also like with a man. Anyway, so I'm, I'm driving into work and <laughs> I was practicing in oh. my car out loud how to say, um, I'm sorry, I'm not. Oh, wait, don't say I'm sorry. Don't start with I'm sorry. Just say I'm not talking about this with men. And I had to practice it out loud. And women will recognize the, I'm sorry. No, wait, don't say I'm sorry. Just go in with it. And it, it was so hard. Every single time I was like, I'm not talking about this with men. And then I would immediately want to follow it up. Like, but like, you're, you know, it's not about you. <laughs> not all men. Not all men. <laughs> I did. Don't do that. Don't do that, Kim. Um, the other night, <laughs> I had a movie night with some friends. And um, my friend Ryan was there because it was his house. And so uh, I was it's all nice of you to let him us. be there. Yeah, it was kind. Uh, all of us women and then Ryan. And uh, I made some joke and I said, no men are allowed to tell us what to do this week. And Ryan kind of joked. And I was like, oh, what's up? Not all men, Ryan. Not all men. And he was like, I didn't say anything. I literally brought you a blanket. <laughs> Everybody's on notice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. the point is I'm taking some time this There's yes. Nobody's listening anymore. It's too much, Kim. <laughs> Well, it's, you know, you, you said earlier, like, if, if you didn't see this coming, you weren't paying attention. And I saw it coming, but I couldn't wrap my head around it. I saw it coming, but didn't think it was going to happen. I genuinely thought this has been in place for 50 years. They've tried and tried and they haven't been able to do it. And 68% of the country doesn't want this. They, there's, this isn't, no, no. Even as terrible as these new justices are, no, I just wasn't willing to believe it. Paying attention, but wasn't willing. And when, when the leak came out and I saw what's coming in June, 
I wasn't surprised, but I was shocked. It's like, there's no way this can happen. And, and then to read the actual draft of the opinion and was like, hold the phone. Are you kidding me? Um, the whole thing, like just, I, I, I just, I can't. And, you know, I've been one of those humans, one of those men over the years where, like, yeah, I want to see fewer abortions. I want to think that I'm speaking for the unborn who doesn't have a voice yet. I'd like to think that I'm trying to bring another side to this discussion and be like, okay, hold on. Is there a better way we can do this? But I also recognize everything that you said is so true. And everything that I mentioned about, if you're really pro-life, let's talk about universal health care. Let's talk about daycare for any human who needs it. Let's talk about, um, you know, food assistance and helping the unhoused and all these things that our rich ass government can do rather than buying more missiles for their stockpile. Like if we want to send them over to the Ukraine to help them defend themselves. Sure. Let's do that. But more stockpile bullshit, like stop paying all this anyway. And then again, like what about um, caring for our elderly? What about housing for our veterans? You want to talk about supporting the military? What about housing our veterans, taking care of them and their mental health? What about womb to tomb? That's what, and, and what about getting rid of the death penalty? How about that? How about demilitarizing our police so that our citizens are safe and not under the, under the, the, the foot of a soldier rather than a, a peace officer? If you're really interested in pro-life, let's talk about all those things and forget about abortion for just a minute because it's really fucking convenient to talk about the unborn babies who can't speak out against you, who can't say no thank you, who can't give consent, who can't push against your thoughts and everything else. They're real convenient. And as soon as they're born, you can walk away and go to the next one. So yeah, I don't care. I don't, I, I care. I don't need to know why someone's having an abortion. I don't need to know the numbers, I guess. You're right. I'd like to see fewer just because I do believe that life is precious as a statement, but there are way too many factors. And the other thing I, I read recently during all this these conversations, it's a good thing this is not a video podcast. Ruth walking in front of the camera. It's fine. We, love, we do love cats. You think a cat named Councilwoman Ruth Meowser Stanton doesn't have things to say on this topic? You're out of your mind. Yeah, Ruth. <laughs> I've raised this cat right. <laughs> <laughs> but what I have seen recently or heard talked about or read in a headline or whatever was this idea that can we even just stop saying, well, let's keep abortion legal for at least rape and incest because that takes away the autonomy of, of women, of humans with uterus because now you're saying you matter, but only if something's been done to you. So taking away that power once again and not recognizing that's what we're doing. So it just needs to be a choice, period. Like, you know, anyway, I texted you earlier in the week and just basically said, I'm sorry. I didn't listen and, and I'm sorry. And I want to say one that I, I appreciated that text and appreciated that you I think if I hadn't even, if I had just tapped back with a thumbs up, you would have been fine with it. Yep. And I, I think, I don't know. I just appreciated, I appreciated the text. And I also appreciated that you did not 
need to ask more of me. This feeling that I'm feeling about this is like new to me because normally my feeling is, okay, what are we going to do about it? And, and I do feel, okay, what are we going to do about it? But I also feel every other spectrum of emotion. And I always want to talk at all times. That's why I have 5,000 podcasts. <laughs> um, the feed is free. Um, I, I, but I, I, so this feeling of like, there are moments that I'm, I'm not interested in having a conversation about this is um, at that, that feeling is like genuinely new to me. I want to have conversations and pontificate and, um, you know, talk it out. So this feeling is is genuinely new to me. Um, and I really appreciated that. And so what I would encourage um, men who are listening, if you want to do what Dan did and reach out to somebody and say like, hey, I'm sorry, I didn't listen. I should have been paying more attention. I was wrong. Whatever, whatever you want to say. Don't you, say it to be of service. Don't say it because you need something back. And I um, obviously hate being nice to you. <laughs> well documented. Uh, but I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I did really appreciate that. I, I knew that you didn't, you weren't asking anything of me with that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to go off and create websites take care of judges and start a new movement maybe a nonprofit, probably a couple of shows you're going to solve this for us I, over the summer so, summer hiatus somebody asked me um what i'm doing after this show so the show that i've been on that's also that part of the, this is that the show that i've been on um has wrapped and now that it's done um i think it's probably well documented that it is the show this is us and i'm only saying that because these next three episodes are some of the best episodes of television that I'm I'm more proud of these three episodes than almost anything I've ever done. And I have the tiniest part. I didn't really have anything to do with it. The tiniest wow. part of it. I am more proud of these three episodes really? than almost anything else. Mm. They're incredible. Um, I'm so proud of this team that created like so proud of my time with them and everything just for these for the whole thing, but also these three specific episodes. Hmm. Um, one of which is airing tonight. So Tuesday. So it's Thursday now. So you've missed it. Um, and frankly, how dare you? Um, <laughs> but now that the show is over, uh, I will be, I've, I've created a website called research your judges, research your judges.com. And that is being built out, but you can go there right now and sign up to be notified. And it's, it's a long game. Um, I did it on a whim. And it's going to take forever. <laughs> um, <laughs> Story but, uh, of your life. Yeah, I know. But whatever. I, you know, this is the uh, abortion is not their end game. So we have to be in the long game. Yes. So it, it'll be a place that you can eventually go and find, hopefully, for every state, like who your judges are, because it's that is always every election cycle. That is the question I get the most. How can I find out about this judge? And it obviously, like, our Supreme Court justices, our state Supreme Court, like all of those are appointed. There are a lot of judges that are, that are appointed. Yeah. They start somewhere. Fun fact, Supreme Court justices can come from anywhere. I could be one. Let that keep you up at night. <laughs> I'm telling I, I, 
when Judge Justice now, Katanji Brown Jackson, when when she was, I was like, oh my, like you're the only, out of the last how many, she's the only one to actually have been a judge. She is the right? most like, qualified justice that will sit on that court. It's amazing. So I, um, yes, please go there, researchyourjudges.com. And then um, I am going to spend a lot of time trying to get people to get out the vote at we'rethepeople.org. We'rethepeople.org, um, believe it or not, if you've gotten this far in the episode, is so, so nonpartisan. I promise you. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's true. I promise. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and Dan is there to make sure. Um, and Although I just I, declared that I will never vote Republican again. So is it? Yeah. Uh. We're, we're never going to ask you who you're voting for. We're never going to encourage you to vote one way or the other. We just want you to, to use your voice. That is the most important thing. That's what we're seeing right now. Use your voice and, and use it now. Be mad. Be sad. Be whatever. Tweet about it. Talk about it. Yell about it. Respectfully. But you have to, if you're going to do all of that, you got to be about it. You have sure to Sure shit, better vote. Fucking vote. And it, for we're the people, we don't ask because we are trying to, like, part of our programming is to kind of, like, hold your hand to, like, a concierge service and, like, lead you to the ballot box. And how on earth would you ever believe my information that I'm giving you if I am trying to tell, if I'm asking you, well, what party? Are you registered with? Like, right. I don't even know that. I just want okay. people to vote because the, l- let's play this out. Let's say 68 of Americans do want to cancel abortion. That is a bummer, but that is the majority. But it's I'm actually fight back against that also, but still. It's actually the opposite. Like 68% mm-hmm. want to keep it. So we need to continue to get out and tell these the small faction of, of extremists, you cannot run our country. You cannot stop a vote with only 40 out of a hundred votes. You cannot send people to the Capitol and then try to cover it up and create an insurrection. You cannot take away rights based on a 30% vote, you know, of the population. Like you, this is not okay. You want to overthrow the government? Do it every two years. More than that, actually. There are elections. Every, multiple so, times a so, year. In some so areas. much more than I realized when I started this. <laughs> Every week, in fact. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we have a chance to overthrow the government every two years because a lot of our senators, are, they, it's a six-year term, so a lot of our senators are on the ballot. Every single House rep is on the ballot. Every two years we get to do that. Yep. And you get a sticker. I'm I begging do love you the to sticker. vote. The sticker is great. So Although, that's what I'll be not doing. Not as good as a wooden nickel from We're the People. You still have those? Yeah, buddy. I have I have one of those up on my shelf. You come on over. You take that pledge to vote. I'm getting a wooden nickel. You know why? Because when you buy it a certain amount, you get a discount. <laughs> I got a lot of wooden nickels. <laughs> come on over. Take the pledge. Be a voter. You get free stuff, including a wooden nickel. I have so many. <laughs> love it. Love it. So I'm saving democracy. What are you doing? So there, so uh, I, have, I have a couple of kids, of course. So this summer, I want to do some stuff with them. Uh, my oldest and I are going to take a motorcycle ride 
uh, over the course at some point. So that's going to be awesome. We're going to go take a ride, uh, you know, a two day trip kind of a thing. Um, my youngest and I, uh, I'm taking them to a, uh, the Comic-Con. Uh, so we're going to do that because they're in, in really into cosplay and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like just super nerdy. So, um, so yeah, so each of my kids and I are doing something together. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. And then I am fighting a fight on a very local, very personal level. Um, I, I am, I don't even know. I don't even know. There, there is a, a church that I used to attend with my family. I was a member. I was a contributing financial member. I was a volunteer. I was a leader in that church. That's where I was baptized as an adult. That's where my, um, our oldest was baptized. Uh, like the, I went there for 10 years. My wonderful bride went there for 17 years. This church was our home. It is where my faith grew a lot in that church. There are people there that I love. There are people there that I respected. There are people there who made a huge difference in my life. Now I see behind the curtain and I see the abuse that has happened to people whom I love. There is spiritual abuse that has gone on. And, and I will say this, many of this is allegations of, because it's not been you know, proven in court and all this other stuff. So, so I want to make a blanket statement right here. These are allegations of abuse, but here's what it is for me. I believe survivors. If one person came forward and said this happened, I would believe them. And then we can do an investigation and see what we can figure out, but I would believe them. But when 12 people come forward and say, this is what happened to me over the last 15 years, 20 years, and then other people come out. Once you go public, other people come out and say, oh, I went there 30 years ago when this happened. I went there 20 years ago. I went there 10 years ago. This is a pattern. And then on top of that, someone comes forward and says, oh yeah, when I was 15, um, an older man in his probably 40s groomed me, isolated me, assaulted me. And when I was, and it lasted for five years. So from the time this person was 15 until they were 20, 19, somewhere in there. And when they went to the church, we'll just, we'll handle it. We'll just take care of it. Don't call the police. We'll handle it. Mandated reporters did not report. So then 10 years later, she now realizes that she's not alone. She realized she has people in her corner that if she comes forward, she's not going to be isolated and shamed and dragged across. Now she still is, they, they're trying it, of course, but she has people in her corner now that will stand with her, that will support her, that when she can't make it to something, will be there for her in her place or will stand with her, will stand behind her, will stand in front of her. Whatever she needs from us, we're there. She's no longer alone. And so there's just a lot going on. We were at a protest recently to bring light to this. Every one of these women went through the biblical uh, problem-solving path bring your problem to the person who offended you. Okay. First of all, like, okay, sure. But this isn't somebody who just maybe gossiped about you. This is someone who exercised power and control and abuse over you. You don't go to your abuser and say, Hey, will you stop? I mean, you, you can certainly do that, but that's typically not how that works. And then you go to somebody else, you, you bring them in and you say, Hey, I need your help talking to this person. And then from there you go to the, to the quote whole church 
Or as the pastor said in a meeting recently, go to the other pastors. No bullshit. You go to the rest of the church and you tell them. So you bring people in. They did this. They were diminished. They were dismissed. They were uh, told they were too emotional. You're being too emotional. You're being crazy. This didn't happen this way. Gaslighting, all these things. So they quit their jobs, left the church, and never heard from them again. Now, over the years, they're finally coming together and saying, oh, I'm not alone. And beginning to speak out. And now they're being told, don't speak out. You should have come to us. They fucking came to you and you dismissed them. So now they go public so others can hear this and realize they're not alone. So that's what's going on right now. There's um, calls for an investigation into the church, a third-party investigation from a group that does this for churches. Um, they're denying everything, of course. And what makes, like, all this makes me so angry. The abuse that happens makes me angry. It is defiling of humanity. It is defiling of faith. It is, it is not okay. It's only what I can think of. On top of that, what makes me sad on a very personal level is I'm now going to lose relationships that I thought were people who loved me and respected me and said, that person right there is a good leader. And now they're saying, why are you being a stumbling block? Why are you hurting us? Now, I'm not mourning the fact that they're not my friend anymore necessarily, because maybe they weren't ever my friend. But I am mourning the, the loss. I'm grieving the loss of a, an extended family that I had around me who in my faith, I thought were shepherds of that faith. Clearly, if they were at the time, great, but now they aren't. And so it's really, really hard. And it's hard to separate that from like, they were good people. I believe that a lot of them had at the time good hearts for their faith and for serving others and taking care of other, other people and all that stuff. Then I look at the patriarchal system of it all. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm out. I'm out. If only men can lead and only men that the, that the senior pastor hires, keep him accountable and he can fire them at any time. That's not a true accountability. So I'm going to be working on that over the next few months. Um, probably even when we start going, coming back to record, I'll probably still be working on that because I believe there's going to be um, a lot of discussions. Maybe I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going to come out of it exactly, but I'm going to be involved because I will stand with survivors. Um, some of the people I've been speaking with have already said, this is exhausting. I don't know if I can do this. I said, you don't have to. I will. I don't, I'm not coming in to be a knight in shining arm savior, knight in shining armor savior bullshit. But what I am being, it's just hopefully a decent human. That's all I want to be. I will stand in for you if you can't be there. I will stand next to you if you want me there. I will sit at home and cheer you on from the sidelines if you don't want me there because you don't feel safe with me there. Whatever you need, I'm there. And so that's what I want to work on. And it's, it's exhausting. I cannot imagine the exhaustion these people feel who have been through this abuse, who are now having to relive it, tell their story, go through this, stand up for others. I cannot fathom the exhaustion because I'm done, you know, and it's, and, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm nobody. I didn't go through this. It's like, you know, when 
police murdered George Floyd. And I began to speak out against, uh, against um, police brutality and, and, and want to stand with my siblings of, of color, so to speak, right. Brothers and sisters and siblings in, in Christ maybe, or whatever they, even if they don't believe, but like, that's the term that comes to mind, right. My fellow humans. After months of doing that, only months, not 450 years, like, y'all, I'm exhausted. I sound like such a whiny little Hang on. punk. Hang right? on. This has been an excellent right? episode, and I, I love you so much. I'm so proud of you, but I do have to become a little bit and be like, oh, no, guys. Right, right. The, the cis white man yep. is sleepy from the yep. fight. <laughs> guys. Yep. 100%. We, guys, guys, guys. We got to take it easy. Dan's really tired. Right. hundred <laughs> percent. Before I even say it, I can hear it. But the thing <laughs> is like, it is, it is taxing. It does take mental capacity. So the more I lean into some of that, the less I have for my America. And I don't want to do that. Right. Yeah. We, we have a, a, we had a plan for this year and we had all, but like two episodes that got done. And we had a couple that were like, we got to schedule this interview and it just hasn't happened. And I just finally was like, Fuck it, I can't. Let's take our hiatus now, two weeks early or whatever. Because um, mm-hmm. yeah, there's just it's just a lot. So like when you go start a new website and you go to, to this fight, I admire you because I'm because it it it. I need a nap. First of all, may I recommend twenty minutes? I either on the couch or on your bed if you want to take a nap. I've I just so the listeners know I have perfected naps. Um, I brag about so little. I will brag about this. I have perfected naps. Um, be on your couch. Or if you want to be on your bed, be on your bed perpendicular to how you normally sleep. Um, that would mean horizontal. I presume that you, <laughs> because otherwise your body will be like, we sleep for eight hours now, yes? And you say, no, we sleep for 20 minutes. When I tell you that at this point in my life, my naps are 20 minutes. They are maybe 18. They are never 21. <laughs> for real. And I will set an alarm for every single one of them because I get nervous no matter what. Um, my, my baseline is nervous. But <laughs> I, um, true. So I set an alarm. I always wake up never at 21 minutes. Interesting. And if you want to level up your naps, coffee nap. Coffee nap is... Drink your coffee. Take a nap. Okay. Yeah. Huh. All right. What that I help also me not be so to... exhausted from fighting social injustice. Or yeah. I said to. Well, that's that's the other thing is. Uh, buck up and take a, take and a coffee nap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Buck up. Get out there. Um. By the way, great job using the phrase "buck up." Because oh, um, the other phrase in my head is. Doesn't work. Man up. No. It, it man up is a, a phrase no. that people use. Oh yeah, no, that wasn't the not one. Up. No. Was it not grow up? Grow a pair. Oh, grow a pair. Same thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. First of all, I want you to remember that women just bleed. Right. For anywhere from three to five to six to seven days, every yep. single month, and yep. we go to work. And when yep. I tell you that cramps sometimes are miserable and sometimes are just fine. Uh, and are different for every single person with a uterus. Uh, and we just go to work. But God forbid Can't. somebody fucking brushes pasts and then you guys are on 
the couch with an ice pack for three days. Yeah. And we're just yeah. out here earning 78% of your wages. Which just, is probably about 8% too much. Um, <laughs> do you feel good about that? I do. Because it's a segue <laughs> into uh-huh. part of this whole discussion with this church is that, again, all allegations, they genuinely tell women that work for them, we're going to pay you less because you're not the head of household. How the fuck do you get away with that? How do you? And then they justify it by saying, well, here's, here's this church website that tells us how much to pay people. Correct me if I'm wrong. Would this church accept Two women as head of household? Uh, No. So then it's pretty easy to accept that a woman couldn't possibly be the head of household because a woman couldn't possibly be in charge of her own life. Right. Right. Including choosing who she loves. Not that it's a choice, but you know what I mean. I mean, because if it, frankly, frankly, if it were a choice, and I love, I, I love you. You are like a brother to me. Oh, gosh. What is the point of men? <laughs> oh, okay, Stick up enough. for it. Stick up for okay. it this week. Stick up no, for no, it this week. No, <laughs> no. I thought you were like, about I, why would Sonia choose you? Like, okay. No, no, no. no. Okay. Oh, no, What's no, 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 no. But yeah, I, I, I really want to be honest. <laughs> this, this last, I have made this joke in the past and it's only half a joke that like, this is how we know that sexuality is not a choice. It's a spectrum, but it's not a choice because <laughs> I, personally, were I to be able to choose, it would not be a gender that cannot stop fucking taking away any of my goddamn rights. That's who I go for. That's who I'd be like, yeah. No, right. that's a great. That's how we know it's not a choice. You're still great. walking around getting dates, not yeah. you, but in general, no, you know, I am general. not getting dates. I will take my wife on a date. No. My 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 yes, partner, my bride, nice my my human. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but also speaking of naps, a, as I said in the beginning, um, a reminder that, that rest is part of the work. You do have yep. to take care of yourself. Yep. That is just a part of it. And also the work looks really different for every single person. Yeah. And, and I recognize that my threshold may not be close, even the same as others. It doesn't make me less of an I don't know. I, I it's hard for me to even like define it because I'm I cannot define myself as an ally. I strive to be an ally, but that is not a label that I can give myself. That's what somebody else might say about me. So I like, but I know that my threshold for the work looks different. And hopefully I'm still welcome at the table. Um, and I'm gonna build up my threshold. I'm going to continue to do this work for the rest of my life because I will not walk away from supporting survivors, from supporting communities around me that don't look like me because love your neighbor means love your neighbor. It doesn't mean love your neighbors that look like you or vote like you or think like you. It means love your neighbor. Mm-hmm. And that's my goal in life. And, and by neighbor, does it, re- does it just mean the people that live in your neighborhood? Not at all. Zero. Nope. It means yeah. humans, love humans. And that's the thing that really pisses me off about this. Like there's, there are so many, th- this pastor had so many good one-liners over the years. And I think because he takes them from other pastors, but that's a whole different story. But things like, it's easy. Love God, love people. Great. 
It doesn't say sure. love the church, love the structure, love the, the leaders as only as like, it means love people. And if someone comes to me and says, your organization hurt me, didn't protect me, abused me. My initial reaction isn't so. It's not, it's, oh, or if they come to me and say, you hurt me, it's not, no, no, I didn't. It's, oh, okay. Is it okay if I ask you some questions? Can, can I apologize? Can we talk? Like, it, mm-hmm. it's a, a humility that I am not seeing at all from these people in this church. Now, there are some people in this church who are showing humility and care. And, and, I'm, and I'll tell you, and I, and I, and I want to say this. For anybody who is listening, and if for some by some miracle, someone from that church listens, if you haven't supported them yet, but you're thinking about doing it, it is not too late. I personally, I can't speak for everybody who's involved, but I personally will not say to you, well, it's about time, mother. I won't do that. If now yeah. you're ready, welcome to the table. Let's do this together. If you feel like you can do it from inside the church, okay. I don't believe it's possible right now as it stands, but if you want to, great, let's do this together. I'll do it from outside the church. You do it from inside the church. Let's make some change. To me, I can't say it's never too late, but right now it's not too late. Let's do this together. Um, I won't hold it against you if you didn't believe them to begin with, if you were combative to begin with and said, I just can't believe it. Because guess what? I couldn't believe it. I was in shock. I had a hard time grappling with this. I am still grieving over the loss of what I thought was a beautiful place. And it has made a difference in the world and a positive difference in a lot of ways. It's also been a lot of garbage in a lot of ways. And we have to get that garbage out. So we're a couple months off. So yeah. as you're listening to this, whether wherever you, wherever you are in your calendar, this is coming out mid-May. We'll be out for May, for June. We'll, we'll see. We don't have an exact comeback date, but we will be back somewhere in July maybe early August, somewhere in there. We'll, we'll figure yeah. that out as we go. Maybe even release just a bonus. Like here's what we're doing. Um, but take some time off because we need to rest, maybe work on something mm-hmm. else a little bit, change the world. Right. As people follow along, of course, it's easy to follow us on social media. I'm on the, the, the Twitter and Instagram and all that good stuff at, at Dan Moyle. So if you have questions or, or, I mean, in all genuine, like if you are someone who has a survivor story, not only am I fighting for those around me personally, but also I do also volunteer for an organization called Domestic and Sexual Abuse Services. And we have resources. I do produce a podcast called I'm Not In an Abusive Relationship. I'd like to think that I'm a safe, trustworthy person, that if you need someone to talk to, I'm, I'm there or I can find someone for you. Um, it, it's not easy to tell someone. But if you hear my voice and you think that maybe I'm there on social, send me a public at, hey, I want to talk to you. Send me a DM if you want to, whatever that looks like for you, whatever you feel safe doing. I, I, am, I am there to hopefully help shepherd information to people and just help in some way. Um, so whether it's church abuse or anything else, at Dan Moyle on the social medias. Um, and if you want to just argue with me about Ted Lasso, that's fine too. Um, that's at Don Moyle. The different social media. Who on you don't earth wanna... is arguing? The only argument is the Rebecca and Ted 
do you want them to be romantic or just friends? That's the only argument. The argument okay. is not should they like is the show good or not? Because that's not an argument. All people Fair. are different people. Everyone's welcome to their own opinion. Ted Lasso is good. That these are all universal facts. Yeah. Um. So should they be friends or romantically involved? I don't know. I love the idea of uh of them being just like best friends and there for each other. Yeah. I love that. But I also am such a sucker for romantic comedy. It's true. And I love the idea of them getting together. So I'm genuinely fine with both. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have an opinion about it, so I was just curious. So that's my social. Add Dan Moyle. Hit me up. TikTok? Uh, oh, uh, The Dan Moyle, I think. The right? Dan Moyle. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because Dan Moyle was taking. But that's all right, because at least it isn't Dan Moyle is here or something like that, because that'd be weird. How dare you? I know. Wait, what's your Can TikTok? I tell you? I own Kim Moffat somewhere. Here's what happened. I, I had Kim Moffat on TikTok. And then I was like, oh, I, I'm not going to use this for my own personal, but I'm going to use it for We're the People. So then I changed that name to at We're the People ORG. Uh, and now I can't get Kim Moffat back. So if you are listening to this on the day it came out, my social media, do you want to ask me my social media? Do you want to lead me into this? Yeah, go once? ahead. Yeah. So Kim, <laughs> if that's, that's my social. Uh, where can people find you to have discussions? Dan, of course, I am at, it doesn't actually matter the day that you were listening to this. I hope that you listened to this on the day it came out. I genuinely hope you do. If you don't, that's fine. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Everything is fine. Everything is fine. Um, it does not matter when you listen to this. The point is that we are halfway to the midterms. And if anything that we have talked about, it's been a wide ranging episode. Honest to God, I thought it was going to be five minutes. <laughs> it's been the longest episode. And it's wide ranging and lightly edited. If anything that we have talked about today has struck a chord with you, positively or negatively maybe you disagree aggressively with us surprising at best but still it is vital that you cast your ballot i don't even know how to explain to you how important your vote is and if this is the last episode that you hear before your primaries before early voting started i don't know when we're coming back we might not even come back until december that's not true we'll be back july or august but your vote, your vote is the most important thing that you can do. You can feel however you feel about all these issues happening right now. There is so much news. And I understand that sometimes it feels like it's too much and you want to burrow. I get it. I have felt those feelings for a week and a half and also um, thir almost 38 years. Democracy depends on you. It will not wait for you. It does not wait for the perfect candidate. It comes when it's scheduled. You have to vote. Period. I don't know how else we've we've joked about this, this bit of there are this many day, days until the midterm elections all season. Um, and we've we've done bits about it. Um, me, because I'm the comic relief um, and we've joked about it. But I, I, I don't know how to to tell you how important your voice is in this country and how vital your vote is to our future. Um, I have uh, recently spoken with the Secretary of State for Michigan and, and her thing has been uh, democracy is on the ballot this year. And it is. It, it, it is on the ballot this year. Um, every election, unfortunately, is the most important election. And that is because every election, um, we somehow keep letting people like Marjorie Taylor Greene into office. Yeah. I, I don't know. And if you're having that same reaction, um, I get it. But maybe you don't live in Georgia. OK, that's fine. I promise you there is a 
Marjorie Taylor Greene or somewhere on the ballot in every single state. And if you're yes. excited about that or you're bummed out about that, you got to vote. Dot com. Dot com. <laughs> um, please, please, please go vote. Uh, at Kim Moffat on Instagram and Twitter. At Kim Moffat is here on TikTok because I lost my at Kim Moffat password. <laughs> please go vote. And if you know how to help me recover a password, I would greatly appreciate that. Um, yeah, there we go. My America is a production of the Storytellers Network. This show is written and produced by Kim Moffat and Dan Moyle. Kim takes care of editing and graphics while Dan helps with episode production on the web. Both Dan and Kim run social media. For more information on the show, including past episodes, visit thestorytellersnetwork.com slash myamerica. Great job, Dan.